0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 109 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have David Hannon, the founder and CEO at CareCard. Let's not waste any time. Let's bring him on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm great. Happy to be here. Thanks, Jared.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to have you on. I know we just chatted recently and got to know each other a little bit more, but I'm very excited to, to learn more about you and the company on the podcast today. I think we should dive right into it. If you could tell me a little bit about your background, kind of how you got to where today. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have sort of a, a non-traditional background, started in finance like a lot of folks, but um, quickly knew that I didn't want to live in the, in the financial world. So I quickly moved into product development, did a little venture work. And then for six years I spent working at this, uh, artificial intelligence uh, and machine learning company where we built and sold software for, for, fortune 100 companies. And that was heavily around the, the customer experience space. So really building these elevated digital experiences for, for these big companies. So, um, yeah, and then, you know, the, the genesis of CareCard came from sort of a personal problem. Uh, I, I went to the pharmacy and, you know, couldn't believe it. My prescription was $200, and I, I was, you know, I had great insurance at the time, so I was just, you know, baffled by, by all of that. So, you know, I took a deeper dive into that industry, and I figured if I was having that issue, then, then millions of Americans uh, were having the same. So, um you know, that was sort of the genesis of CareCard. And uh, here we are, you know, years later.
0: Perfect. Yeah, no, it's, uh, although you were talking about kind of coming from the finance background and then now you're in this space, I'm seeing more of a trend of that. And I, no. I why, why do you think that is? Is it because of like the kind of the focus on analytics and like that attention to detail? Do you think that that's certainly, I guess, helped you as you kind of go into this space or, or what is it?
1: I think I could make a case for connecting the dots backwards that it did help me um, having a financial services background can never hurt you. Um, you know, understanding how markets work and move and, and whatnot. I think I think that's wildly beneficial, but financial, the financial sector now, you know, it's, everything's moving towards fintech, you know, sort of a technology version of, of what used to be. Um, so, so we're seeing a huge, you know, push towards that. And I think healthcare as well, like every one of these legacy businesses is being disrupted somehow in some form by a version of technology um, so I think I think financial services today versus financial services ten years ago was even you know way different we see you know companies like stripe and plaid and and these folks disrupting you know traditional uh, financial services and they' you know multi-billion dollar companies coming out of uh, everywhere it seems to be
0: yeah, I read an article recently too. I forget where it was from. It was talking about how like every company in the future is going to be somewhat of a fintech company, um, you know, based on like the, just everyone's coming up with these creative business models and how they're charging people. And like, uh, you're starting to see more people offer the, or you can spread out your payment, no matter what you're doing, even if it's a software or like a legit product. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting.
1: Very interesting. And I think... I saw one the other day that's trying to get folks paid every day versus, you know, you know, the, the traditional getting paid every two weeks or whatever. But like it, it sort of opens your mind to what's possible with these new technologies, right? Like you start to question, you know, some of the legacy markets and, and some of the things that we've always grown used to.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Can we can we dive into a little bit about CareCard? Uh, I I know you mentioned a little bit in your intro, but the the why, how, what in terms of the company, and then kind of go from
1: there? Yeah, I would say, you know, at a broad level, CareCard is a healthcare technology company. Um, And, you know, more specifically, it's a marketplace for prescription medicine. And, you know, at CareCard, we believe feeling better shouldn't cost a fortune, right? So we built this advanced set of technology, and we have these great relationships with big pharmacies. And this allows us to set lower prices on tens of thousands of prescription drugs. So, you know, whether you're uninsured or insured, uh, we always recommend to price compare, you know, your prescription on, you know, on our website before purchasing. If you look at, you know, every other aspect of our lives, you know, whether it's booking a hotel, booking a hotel, booking an airline flight, you have this optionality to price compare before you purchase, but the, the entire healthcare you know, our pharma ecosystem has been historically this very opaque kind of black box of an industry where you don't really know what you're getting until, you know, until you're at the pharmacy and it's almost too late. So I sold this trend of, you know, I think it was around 50% of folks don't even pick up the prescription at the pharmacy because when they get there, they see the sticker shock, just as I did initially, and they just leave it there. Right. So we're sort of providing this transparent layer in in basically a historically, you know, abstract world. Uh, so, you know, it seems to be going well, folks, you know, folks like being able to price compare and shop before they, uh, before it, you know, they pay at checkout.
0: And one of the things I mentioned too, when we first spoke was I, I really like the brand, uh, the aesthetics when I'm looking at the site and kind of entering in information. And I know, I know when we say some of that today, but like it's like yeah you know that's great and everything but in healthcare that's still a major problem like these these platforms are are not looking and feeling the best um, so you know kudos to you and your team for um, getting that right kind of out of the gate which which is uh, which is awesome.
1: Well thank you I think so you know I mentioned I spent a lot of time in product uh, management and sort of building products that that I hope you know people liked right So you know we're very deliberate about, the brand from day one. Um, we have some, you know, very talented designers and, and devs that we work with and just, just couldn't be more thrilled uh, in the direction we're heading. And then the overall Care card name, I think we wanted to build something that was easy to understand, uh, easy, you know, easy to use. And ultimately when you, when you make those things happen, it just makes the customer experience, you know, that much better.
0: Absolutely. What are some of the things you're most excited about? As you know, we're we're getting into twenty twenty
1: one. Yeah, it's a you know, it's a great question. So I'll say there's I'll come from that from two angles. Uh, some of the technology that we're building, I, I think is is amazing. Uh, you know, my background in technology for the past six years, uh, I think is has sort of paved the way for some of the things we're doing now. But maybe even more important than that is what we're doing on a community level, and When I set out to build CareCard, I wanted to make a very strong impact at a community level. So, uh, you know, we've built the access channel for these folks to save on their prescriptions. But now my job is educating these groups, um, you know, whether they be member groups, nonprofits, et cetera, uh, educating them on on how to go about using this and that these are available. A lot of folks just don't know that these you know discounts are available through us, and they also don't know that. You know, the same drug at CVS can be wildly different in price than the same drug at, at Walgreens, for example. So, just educating these folks on, on on what's available, I think, is is wildly exciting, and we've got a ton of cool partnerships coming up, and we'll be announcing those, you know, sort of as the months go on here.
0: Perfect. And and just so the audience knows, you and I spoke about this, but this this podcast episode is really about getting to know you, getting to know CareCard more, and then with the hope of having you on and other members of your team on multiple times throughout the year to focus in on, on core parts of your
1: business. Yeah, absolutely. Just excited to be a part in, and I'm just, you know, thrilled with what you've done here. Hundredth hundred podcasts already launched like quite an amazing feat that you've yeah. already done there.
0: Thank you. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it really ramped up after like COVID especially. Um, it's just, I've always enjoyed talking with, you know, people like you and, and companies like yours that, are innovating in the healthcare space, and I feel like even the like the larger and like newer like th- when you look at the whole spectrum of healthcare startups, um, I feel like we don't often talk enough about like the how things started, what you're excited for. Like I always, that's one of the first questions I ask when I first meet someone. Like, what what excites you? Like, and if I can see their eyes light up, I I don't. It's not that I know they're gonna like win or or anything like that, but when your eyes light up when someone asks you something like that and you're able to like say what's exciting you, um, it's very hard for you to uh, to not get to that point and to not yeah. actually like, I, I don't know. That's just, a, it might not always be true. It might just be luck and that's what's been happening. But I always like to ask that question.
1: Oh, I, I think it's important to have, you know, a real passion for what you're doing because this is hard work. Like everyone thinks building a company, you know, uh, let me, let me rephrase, not everyone, but you know, startups are cool and sexy and whatnot, but this is a tremendously hard job. And I think if you don't have passion for what you're doing, it's easy to, to burn out along the way. So, you know, we're very focused on the mission here of just a affordable healthcare for all. And then, you know, how we can best achieve that. Um, so yeah, just, just very exciting.
0: Yeah. I think there's, uh, I think Instagram and just social media in general has really glamorized, uh, entrepreneurship right people like oh you you're your own boss you can be out you know surfing and on a boat and it's like well no actually you usually don't go outside much um so it's yeah. it's like the complete opposite so anyone that sees those pictures and videos online like whatever they're doing it's usually the exact opposite of that
1: yeah these these overnight successes that we see in you know mainstream media are sort of you know been preceded by years and years of just grinding in, in hard work but you know what you see on the other side is just uh, all the all the glitz and glamour of you know of all that hard work so
0: yeah i i even which is kind of crazy i hear like with elon musk overnight success type stuff and i'm like you realize him and his brother were sleeping on they had one couch and they had one computer and they were switching off coding like day and night and showering at the ymca like he, <laughs> it, it takes so long to get to a certain point like that. And then so many people try to compare themselves to the Bezos and the Musk, like they're on just such a different level than like yeah. everyone else. Like, uh, don't think that's the normal path. Right.
1: Uh, I agree. Those guys are just tremendous, you know, influencers, but, but also just kind of American heroes at this point. And they're just, they're probably our two most important entrepreneurs we have right now. Um, so you know, I root for those guys and, and it's just fun to see what they're able to do.
0: Yeah. Two of my favorite books are the one on Musk and the one on just Amazon and Bezos. And um, I always tell everyone, like if they can read those books, they're just, it's, it's so cool to know they're both those guys and their full stories, um, how they kind of got to where they are today. Uh, And they don't do too much prep. Well, Musk does, but kind of his own curated press Bezos, I feel like still tries to stay out of it. It's not like you hear him going on many interviews, right. And talking about his journey as much.
1: So, um, uh, I think, I think it would be a challenge to stay out of the press, uh, you know, at that level, but, uh, Hey, these guys have lives to live too, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, Musk is one tweet away from sending a stock <laughs> skyrocketing. Um, my favorite, one of my funniest, the funniest things like with him is when he went on Joe Rogan, right. And was actually like smoking on Joe Rogan and the stock tanked. And then he bought all this stock after and then the stock just skyrocketed it after up. it's kind of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Well, uh, David, it's it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. I look forward to having you and, and members of your team on again uh, to talk about some kind of do a deeper dive into areas specific to your business. But appreciate you coming on this intro podcast and uh, look forward to, to keeping in touch.
1: Happy to, Jared. Thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, wish you guys all the best there. We'll talk soon.
0: Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, BlockHealth. BlockHealth is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the Block Health platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing related costs. Organizations can use Block Health as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, Block Health works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B L O C. H E A L T H dot com and follow them on their social channels at Lock Health. Thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to Check out more of our podcasts. We're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.